What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke. We on this NYC run. Good to east, see you, bro. On the east side. Yeah, you already know. Dick. We got some representatives yes, over sir. here, man. One of the best podcasts in the game. In the game. Million dollars worth of game. Me, 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 me. Appreciate million that. dollars worth of game. Our brothers. Our brothers. Just but hold up, hold up. Time out. Why did you shake his hand? Y'all didn't see each other all day. I'm not shaking his hand. Oh, yeah, That's a little man? too much. No, you want a hug. <laughs> yeah, I will have a hug you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get a group hug, y'all. Yeah, right. Nah, we're not doing no more. <laughs> Man, welcome to the show. You already know who they are, but Gilly and Wallow, man, we appreciate y'all taking my brothers, time, my brothers coming out to Manhattan. Hey, I, I, you know I, I forgot where you came from. He liked. He liked to. I forgot where you came from. He liked to hug it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hug, yeah. Pinchy, but yeah. <laughs> I just like to hug people. That's all. It's a prison hug. I mean, oh uh, shit. Uh, man, we both pretty much got started in this game at the same time, and, yeah. it, and it's dope to see. Obviously, people you fuck with kind of excel on the same level. You know, we kind of both respectively in our in, in our yeah. categories have kind of risen to the top. What has 20, uh, 2021 been like for you guys? For me, man, it's just been, you know, chasing it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get a youth more game, which is guidance, attention, motivation, and education. You know, and just and just really trying to get a, the culture, the interviews that they're looking for mm-hmm. and the content that they're looking for. That's all we... We about, you know, we don't do a lot. We just, yes, we older, so we chill, you know, we, we, you know, go, we just basically document our life, mm-hmm. you know, turn the camera on, document our life, go get the interviews that people want to see and, and give them to the world, that's all. Walla, where you were sitting at a while ago, um, sitting down, got out, did you ever picture 
it was going to be like this? I'm sure you had an idea of what you could do, knew, but you ever picture it could be like this? The only thing I this? knew that I said, I'm going to go out, get with cuz, and I'm just going to live. I ain't had, I wasn't, it wasn't overstructured. I ain't no overthinking. Right. I ain't no super plan. I, I'm just a doer. Uh, and uh, I got, came home, was doing my thing on social media. I actually started my, my Instagram in jail. I had a wireless hotspot in a, in an iPod Touch. <laughs> how, long, how, how long were you locked down for? How long were you down 20 for? Years. 20 years. I did from uh, 30, I mean, from uh, 17 to 37. Two armed robberies, two firearm violations had got sentenced to 19 and a half to 52 year sentence. Did 20, came home, and uh. You violated twice? Huh? You violated twice? No, you said? I ain't violated. I said I got, I got sentenced two to charges. 19 and a half. I had two different cases. Okay. I got sentenced to 19 and a half to 52 years. I came home, but I was already doing my thing on Instagram in a cell. They ran in my cell one day, caught me with uh, five cell phones. I started selling phones and shit. <laughs> it got crazy. I turned into a cell I phone. Telecommunication drug. You was a drug dealer on jail. You, so, you was the tech communications? Yeah, so so uh, <laughs> I was just, I was, I was like, damn, you know, ain't nobody on social media. Cause I used to just talk to dudes in the yard. Try so to what year is this? This was 2013 to 14. I had the cell phone, then okay. I got caught 14. Okay. And I came home 2017. Okay. Mm -hmm. I I mean, really respect your grind, you know, obviously being a fan and getting to know you more, but like you said, you're not an overthinking. You were talking to me and Jack before we got on camera about just how you hit the ground running and your motivational speaking. You out here running in motherfucking monsoons, giving people game on life. Like, where does all that energy and, and, and thoughtfulness come from? One of my homies told me I was the happiest happiest dude in jail. He was like, yo, you the happiest name in jail, man. Well, I mean, we I had said, eight jobs. Listen, I said... Captain <laughs> of the wrestling team. No, no, I didn't. I wasn't captain <laughs> of the wrestling guard team. Like in the prison showers. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say all that. I will say you know, this. You, you, you was occupied. I did. Listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I had a lot of jobs. <laughs> I had a lot of jobs so I could move around the prison. Right. Uh, you know, I worked in the warehouse. I worked in... Don't uh, cut none of the jobs. No, out. I'm just saying. I was a, I was a chef. In the jail. Was, uh, night. No, I ain't do that one. Yes, you did. I thought about it, but I didn't do that. <laughs> that was a little whatever. But I, I used to just, and so one day my homie said, yo, you always happy. I said, you know why I'm, I know why I'm here. I did my crime. I ain't no innocent man. So I'm doing my time, and I know I'm going to go home. But I'm not going to be in here mad at the world because, like I tell people, I wasn't in jail. I was in Yale. I wasn't in prison. I was in, you know, Princeton. I wasn't in State Penn. I was in Penn State. I was getting my mind together, right. doing, reading, Watching things on TV. Smut uh, magazines. Smut, definitely. Porn magazines. That was that was a big study of mine. Um, just living life and just... Study of his. You know. <laughs> hey, you, had to be a, you had to have the gift of gab and be a finesse to have all them jobs and all them connections. No, I didn't. All I had to do was one thing. I had to uh, move to lock in my next move. When I went and did a job... See, one thing about dudes, especially from our culture, niggas don't like to work. Mm. Yeah. They lazy, Thanks. bro. I'm not going to be straight up. I'm the type of dude, if I come in here and I got to run this joint, I'm going to run this thing. I'll, and if you're in the way, get out the way. Mm -hmm. So my work ethic was so good that supervisor tells supervisor, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to get that other job. I'm going to call over this dude. So, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you got to move the lock. In, you got to move the lock in your next move. I'm, I start off at 19 cent. So I said, damn, okay. The highest you go is 42 cent. When I get to 42 cent, I'm working for a pay raise that don't exist. I'm just a grinder. Yeah. Because grind, if you grind out anywhere on the earth, you're going to fucking win. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going bullshit, you want to be lazy, you want to be cool, you want to be uh, lit, you ain't got shit coming. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing is like, I don't care where I'm going to go at. I'm going to just grind, and everything going to pay out, you know? 
for the future of podcasting, what it, what comes to your mind when we tell you, like, you guys are the future in your genre of podcasting? What does that mean to you? Because I know when me and Jack got in the game, we were at my house smoking in the Bay, and I was like, you want to do a podcast? We didn't really even know what it was. I'm sure probably similar to you guys. Like, what is it really? But at the end of the day, it's just y'all being y'all. So when we say, like, you guys are setting the bar for the future of podcasting in your genre, what does that mean to you? I just think, uh, I think we setting it because me and Gil <coughs> came, and from people knowing us, we made it look so easy to where so you see us, you just like, oh, these dudes is cutting the camera. They don't, you don't see the, the side of us setting the company up, making sure our shit trademarked, paying taxes, going to B&H, buying thousands, thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment, you know, uh, me sitting there learning and shit. I seen that myself yeah. when I came over there. Yeah. I, have a, I just bought all that equipment. I seen Listen, that my own eyes. We, we saying, you know what? We setting the studio. We going to get this building. We going to, down here, we going to build this room. We going to get our sound. We going to do this. We going to get the sponsor. So it was like, People don't see that part, but we makes it look so easy where it is. You can take a phone and an app and, and start a podcast. And that's our whole thing. Our whole thing to people is just do that shit. A, to me, a podcast is nothing but people there talking about a certain topic, an issue, or whatever. That's all this shit is to me. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to overdo it. Only thing that's different from us, either it's going to be me and him, or we will get the people that you like, and we're going to get them to give you a million dollars worth of game both based off their experience. Right. You was able to get a million dollars worth of game because... You done made millions. You done made it happen. Mm -hmm. You got you got stuff that you could tell, rather, you know, on life, uh, on sports. So that's all we do, and it's simple. Now you don't have to do that. You could talk about you could you could have a a, a podcast talking about furniture, and I don't think people understand that. You could have a podcast uh, having fictional stories. You could have a podcast talking about cars. You could have a podcast talking about anything. Anything. People don't people, but people try to from our culture. We look to the same thing. Oh, let's talk about rap. Oh, let's talk about sports. Oh, let's talk about that. In order to be taken to the next level in this game, you got to bring something new to where as though you could put ads up against that shit. Mm. To where as though, okay, if I'm talking about furniture, you know how many furniture companies probably want to put ads on that shit? Mm -hmm. Table. And I don't think people understand the business side. They're just looking at it like, oh, they just talk. Nah, this shit is a business side, baby. Mm -hmm. So we believe in what we sell. Right. I so we're it. willing to invest whatever it takes. Yeah, we spend whatever. Into our shit for our shit to go. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? A lot of people be one foot in, one foot out. Even the people that got money, they want nice. to go use somebody else's money to, yeah, to yeah. run I around. Believe, yeah. we, don't, we don't wait on nobody, man. Be like, no, that's what we want to do. Okay, let's find a production company. Okay, what y'all, okay, look, we want you TV show. Oh, come on, let's go, let's get it. What y'all want? Okay, we don't play no game. Because we living mm -hmm. in a world where it's though, uh, technology cut the middleman out. I'm not, I'm not playing no games and waiting for nobody. We got to sit here because, you know, you got agencies, you got talent agents, you got production companies. Everybody want to be sitting here waiting, talking about the formula. My life wasn't no fucking formula or no blueprint that somebody else lived. My life, my life was me getting up. I'm successful because I got up and I just done. All that structural shit, I ain't know nothing about that. All that overthinking shit. All that overthinking shit. We don't, we don't even believe, we don't even subscribe to that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You want to oh, do something? You should do this because this and because... And y'all think about that shit too much, man. We just go, man. And, all, and, and it's simple as, if you want to shoot a movie, you can shoot it on here. Mm -hmm. If you got a couple dollars, go get with a production company. If you ain't got no money for no production company, who the dude in your neighborhood that's a good videographer and who know how to edit? Listen, man, I got this couple that's thousand simple. for you. I, it's simple. Cut fuck the middleman because you'll sit there and you'll be waiting all this super deep shit. Oh, I got to get this. I got to... Man, that's more motherfuckers in your pocket, man. Bet on yourself. Put it out. And if you got an audience, the audience is where the money at. Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? I don't care if you got this pug or this company. No, no, no. They need your audience. Mm-hmm. And just like him, like I, I know that shit ain't scripted, but that's he did it on his own when you go to the car dealership, when you go to the insurance yeah. place. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's on your own. That on shit ain't own. scripted. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's the that's that's the hustle that that that's probably lost today. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? People don't understand that type of hustle. But that's but that's the people understanding business. Like, okay, you move the needle. Okay, how can we make this relationship work? Okay, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some of this company. Yeah. Yeah,、yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。Yeah。
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't Nick? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. Y'all done a lot of interviews, man. Floyd, KD, Shaq, Ice Cube. What's the best interview to y'all y'all done up to date that had y'all in awe? For me, it's got to, you know, I'm a, I'm, my first love before my wife and was basketball. Mm-hmm. So it probably would have to be the KD or, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm... I'm You're hoping hard. Yeah. yeah. Bye, 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 bye. Uh, he grew up, you know, he, you, he grew you, up like a rap groupie, you know what I mean? How you going to love loving something that never loved you? You was a bum. You went to D-League college. I got it. You was a bum. I was fuck with Special That was my shit. I got it. You was a bum. Special Ed was jamming. Yeah, he was. I fuck with Special Ed, but he was in love with the No, I wasn't in love with different. You like, I fuck with Special Ed. He was in love with the No, I wasn't. Back in 1996. Master P was a you see how he said I was? Yeah. No, I said, no, that was my OG. See, I looked at rappers as like Chuck <laughs> D was my uncle. You know what I mean? Easy E was my uncle. These dudes were my uncles and shit and cousins and shit. I didn't look at them like y'all did. But I'm going to just say this. How could you love basketball? Basketball ain't never loved you. You was a fucking bum. You went to D D-League college. <laughs> you went to D D-League college. Nobody, nobody in here know what your college is. You say you went to, no, shout out to everybody that's going to college, educating themselves in Cabrini. But you went to a college that nobody know. You was a All bum. Right, you, you didn't go to no D1. All right. you, you keep talking about my college. And you ain't go to no D1. I'm going to come back and get you. You ain't go to no D1. He gonna come back and get you. He ain't going to no D1. He's gonna come back and get you. You ain't going to no D1 school. <laughs> he mad because. He was a bum. Hold on, let me ask you a question. Am I a hood legend? Or what? Up Erie Avenue for basketball. 
That shit don't mean nothing. No, I'm asking you a question. Here yes, we have, do. I... Yes, it do. Yes, it do. Because he can sit here right now and name a bunch of hood legends from his hood that's yeah. like, no, he probably could have. Yes. But he got caught up. I got, I got, I got uh, locked up when I was in college. Who's your game like? Who's my game like? Who's Kenny you? Anderson. I was about to say, that's no, funny. I was about like, to say that. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. His shot, see, all that. See, that's I tough. know what my game well, is why like. You messing that, why you messing that man name up? <laughs> Chips. Tell him who my game like. You know who my man is. Tell him who. Stanley Roberts. No. No, whoa, whoa, I don't Absolutely. even know him. I don't even know him. Absolutely. You already know who yeah, my, you already know who. Hey, he was Absolutely. nice in college, though. Stanley was a beast. He was nice in college. He was a beast. He was nice he in college. You already, you already know who, you already know who. Who's your game like, in your opinion? You already know, come on. Sean Kemp, stop playing. You already know that. Who? You know that. The you know my shit man? like Sean Kemp. That's why Sean Kemp is nothing to like. That's my, come on, that's my, that's my friend. According to your prime. That's my, come and on. And Sean Kemp got like 14 kids, and you got a fucking cap gun. You don't have nothing to cover. This is my fucking guy. You don't have nothing to cover. Like, you just hating on me, man. Like, how you gonna compare yourself to somebody? Y'all have nothing. I would have been Sean Kemp. Sean Kemp got like 15 kids. It ain't got nothing to do with his kids. I'm talking about his game. My game is like that. Like, you shoot blanks. Pop, smoke come out. Like, everybody that I mentioned, he ate on. When I say, when I talk about sports, I'm talking about like D Brown. You know, dudes, he wasn't. He always talk about motherfuckers that's They was all right, but like, they be his favorite players. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just. I be worried about your hoop game by your attire. No, that's to throw the young it's not, it's, 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 it's a color scheme, because, you know, they can't... A lot of them are sensitive to colors. So when I come, they think, like, oh, here, don't... No, straight up. They're like, oh, here, don't know. Oh, here, don't know what's going on. So they sensitive. So if I come on the field... You know, and then, and then, you and said then, if I come on the field. See, that's... No, no, I, no I ain't said the field. I said the court. Now, listen. And then it's this, too. Then it's this. A lot of teams that you see me wearing on... One thing about me, my teams change every year. Oh, okay. Like, okay. Milwaukee's right. my fucking squad right now. Okay. I've been fucking with Whoever them since they out. Every, I'm just being straight up. I'm not staying with nobody that don't honest. win no fucking championships. You honest. The Lakers was my, like, that's how I'm rocking. I'm not sitting there waiting for no team to win. Who's why team why would I do that dumb who's, shit? Who's your team <laughs> that's this year? stupid. Who's your team this year? Uh, I got to wait to the finals. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being straight up. Milwaukee, I'm still holding them with Milwaukee right now. On a strip for Ray Allen, because they say my game was like his, too. On back in the day tip. But, like, I got to, I got to, no, I'm staying certain shit. Nah. Let me let me tell y'all a question we 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 asked, right? We, we, had, we had we had a basketball player on the podcast, right? And we asked him, who career would you rather have? Robert Ori? Seven okay. rings. Pretty okay player, he, right? He wanna be mad Seven about this, rings, what you I know. Say. Or Charles Barkley. You feel what I'm saying? He was a great player, but he didn't win no rings. You know what this man said? Barkley! What? He said. Why the f- I don't drink champagne. Why would I want, Why would I want somebody right, pouring right, champagne right, right. on me? Robert Ori, I, I had it like, you keep getting being in the locker rooms booze pouring, pouring champagne on you. Don't pour that shit on hey, me. Yo, you type hey, of shit. Yo, I'm not no stripper, man. Hey, I know. Why would I want that shit on me? <laughs> Mike, you know, I don't know what was going on in the locker rooms. You got a dude spraying you down with champagne. What type of wild shit He's is that? Loser. I'm not. He's I'm going to Barclays allegedly. Shout out to Barclays. My old head. I'm not going through that He's shit. Fuck them. I'm not going through that. You spraying champagne on me, man. What the fuck is we going? Hey, we, hey, it's some players that probably made 15 to 10 All-Star games that would rather be Robert Hoare right now. That, that, that don't have no championship. Talk to him. They want to be Robert Hoare, bro. It's some players. It's a lot of players that would. No, I'm not mad at you. I'd rather be Barkley too. Barkley's a fucking legend. I don't want to be post-career Barkley the way he's shaped, but like in his prime. Barkley's a legend. 
In my game, like, like more, people, more people love Robert Ory than Charles Barkley. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going front. I'm not going front. Post career, what you talking about? Stuff vacuum bag? Uh, just, yeah, just dirt. Like, if you told me, I got a lot of respect for Ory, too. But if you told me you want to be Barkley or Robert Ory, I'd say Barkley. But that not for it. his reasons. I don't know what his... No, no. Yeah, I don't like Champagne either, but I don't, I don't, I don't, that wasn't a reason. Thank you. He's with me. But you wouldn't want to win a championship because you wouldn't want Champagne pouring. And if I do win a championship, no, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving the locker room. Champions, <laughs> He's experiencing Champagne. Yeah, championships are amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. Who sprays you now? Did somebody spray you now? No. I got sprayed down by Tim Duncan from Champagne. I that was my, the best champagne I let, shower I've ever had. I let had. my kids okay. do it. And I'll take another champagne shower if I'm celebrating yeah, no, the chip. But I'm just saying, if you're looking at... <laughs> you can't handle it. I'm a winner. What's wrong? I'm, I'm a winner. winner. I'm mad at that. No, I, I respect it. I got, I got a confession to make. I respect it. I got one confession to make. Uh-oh. It was it. Y'all had a juicy juice. No, no, Barkley, Barkley, Barkley. Barkley is special. That's one, of my, that's one of my favorite players. Barkley's one of my favorite players, and I was a Phoenix Suns fan. They didn't win. Dan Marley, Cedric Cabalas, you know, the whole team. That was my squad at that time. KJ. I'm putting it out there. KJ, they, KJ, that was my guy. Because they say my game was similar to his, too. But I'm going to say Johnson? this. Johnson? Yeah, he was a legend. But listen, I'm going to say this, too. Johnson That's the only team I probably really liked that didn't win. I liked them for a minute. They didn't win. They disappointed me. But I, most of my teams won chips. Well, All my mean, teams. You pick them in the finals. That's how it's supposed <laughs> I'll to pick, be. I'll pick them. Listen, you I pick them. They win. No, no, no. I don't wait till they win. <laughs> I just had both of my jerseys prepared. He like, really. to get the lead. And, you know, both especially, teams. especially if it's going down. And, and if it's, I get emotional because I, I had this attachment with the victory. You remember the Lakers when I cried? I called you crying. I was happy. Hey, so moving on. Uh, December. <laughs> Fuck it, I love December, it. December, you guys are going to start going on tour. Tell us about your tour and uh, the cities you guys plan on hitting. December? December, yeah, December. 4th, we're in D.C. D.C. Then December, um, and then December 5th, we're in New York City. Then December 7th, we're in Baltimore, and it goes on. We're going to L.A., we're going to San Francisco, we're going to Chicago, we're going to Atlanta. Dope. We're hitting seven cities in, like, two weeks. Uh, we're not playing, man. You know? I, I, I need some VIP when y'all come to hey, L.A. we got you. Absolutely. We got you, man. We're going to be in there tripping. No Absolutely. Atlanta? We're going to be in there tripping. Yeah, we be in Atlanta? Okay, yeah, I'm in we Atlanta. We're going to yeah, do it up, man. I'm pulling yeah. up. Matter of fact, y'all can pull up, sit down on the couch with us. Yeah, we can have some up. fun, talk about life, whatever. So how did you guys come across that? No, we just, we already, one thing about us, we did our own show in Philly. Uh, sold out the Met in Philly. Well, we, we the did, Met, right? We did three so shows in Philly. Our first year, we did one. It, the crowd was maybe, I think it was 700 people. The second one we did, I think the crowd was 1,000 people. Yeah, and this one was And like, then the Met was, was 3,500. That's big. That's the one we came just out like Kanye, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I had to bring Yeezy out, man. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. So, you know, we just, just trying to you know, keep elevating. That's big, though. We might have some shit for y'all, too. Are you guys working with a group that does that, or are you guys putting all that together on your own? No, we, we, got, we got help putting it together. We might have some shit to talk about, too. Because we're we going on tour, and when we're doing, we're we hitting in 2022, but we're bringing ourselves a musical act and a comedian, so just kind of make it like an evening. Absolutely. Well, well, that's what we did at the Met. We sold the Met out on just, just on us. First of all, mm -hmm. that's dope. But then we yeah, surprised them. Bam. Yeah, he's a problem. So, it was magic. So imagine you think you just coming to watch us on the couch, and then, and then we get there and we we bring out Jada Kiss, we bring out Fabulous, we bring out Beanie and Freeway, That's we bring out B Simone. Be ready. And then we brought out Kanye. Yeah, we brought out Ye. Ooh. Yeah. That's tough. Kanye, Kanye was the headline. That's you dope. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> dope. Kanye was Gil Ye. That was Gil Ye. Kanye up enough for us. Yeah, that was Gil Ye. Yeah. And then what made it so good is. Vori sent Kanye the video of and me I saw that. and said, I didn't know you was in Philly. And Kanye said, that's iconic. 
<laughs> yeah. That's what's up. That was dope. Now, that's one thing I will say. I, I just watched his, uh, his interview on Drink Champs. And you can say whatever you want, but I just think the more and more I watch him, like the David Letterman shit. He on shit, point to me. Man, he was saying some off-the-wall shit every once in a while, but more times than not, he's on point. He's on point. More times than not, he's on point. Mm-hmm. I fuck with Kanye heavy. Both y'all from Philly. I didn't know until we was doing our research. You guys are first cousins. I didn't even yeah. know that. That's dope. My little cousin. This is my little big cousin. Shit. Okay, little big cousin. used to change his diaper. Oh, but he's older than 55. No, I'm older than him. He's 50 right now. Get the fuck out of here. I'm 45. 42, he's 50. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he talk about him to the store and shit. Go get me a soda, bro. Yeah. Keep the change. All yeah. that shit. <laughs> Who were some of you guys' influences coming up in Philly in the, in the early 80s? Well, mine's was, you know, Barkley, Dr. J. You know, his was rappers. Okay. Yeah. He 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 always wanted to rap. He knew that since he was, I didn't, I didn't, you know. He had while he had nothing. He didn't have no other skills, man. He had nothing on the rap side. He, no, he, he, he was a rapper. I used to was write his rap. You know I'm saying he didn't have nothing. He was nice. He wasn't he nice. Said he used to write Gilroy's right. raps. He was low key. Uh, yeah. He was a he better wasn't thief. Nicer than you, though. He was a better thief than he was rapper. Fuck no, he wasn't yeah. better, better yeah. than me. Yeah, you, know, right? you know how? Um, <laughs> you know how hard that is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, he's yeah. a bum. Listen, <laughs> he's a bum. I think growing up in the ghettos of America, all of us have an outlet. Some of it is sports, whether it's football, whether it's basketball, few baseball, and some of our outlets be the music. These outlets is what um, the music be the soundtrack to the struggle, mm-hmm. and it be a release when you're going through what you're going through, especially in the '80s. It was like to me, my release was when I'm listening to Public Enemy or whoever I was listening to. That was a soundtrack to my struggle. Mm-hmm. That when we could listen to this music, or or you go to the hoop court, because. Shit was real in the 80s. I don't think, you know, now, uh, like a lot of kids, I tell them, I say, y'all no don't even understand how good y'all got it. They got no clue. This shit is like a dream. Like, we couldn't even fathom or dream about living in this world. This is like a different world that y'all got growing up in the, uh, how we be, how now we're able to be in a position to give them a better life than we had. You know, a lot of these dudes and grow up and see, they, you know, their mom smoking coke or they, or their friend got to come over to their house because their mom on drugs and she done lost their house and, they got to share clothes and sharing a bed and turning up, you know, the TV with the the, the pliers and the antenna is the, is the coat hanger and just trying to refrigerate and get breakdown. You got to put the stuff on the roof of your apartment. So the music was, that's why I love hip hop and just R&B. It was a music that had you thinking somewhere else. When your mom played that music mm-hmm. and she was cleaning the house and she was happy, you was happy. You didn't know what you was going to eat, you know. The welfare at check. At that moment, you was in another place. You was in another place yeah. when you heard your mom playing Luther Vandross. Oh, my love. Yeah. And she's sweeping and you mopping. You know what I mean? She going to put it together. She might got you hit next mopping, door. Nigga. Yeah, you wasn't mopping, nigga. You never clean. I up. was mopping. You didn't clean. You she used to tell me. I was mopping. I'll get my ass whipped. That was a different story. You know, that's when you had an ass whipped. Ain't no choice. They don't do them joints no, no more. Yo, yeah, no, that's child abuse. You know what I mean? Ass now, you go to jail. Yeah. You can't even holler at nobody. I'm just saying it is what it is. But like, that. I that never was, went under that law even. Just what? for the record, I put hands and feet on my motherfucking kids when they was growing up. Just right, for the you so little, they put hands and feet on you. He's a, <laughs> a small person. Shut up. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it was like everybody had their uh, release oh, and that, you know, or, you know, had their escape. Right. Sports or music. Take their plot. Mine music somewhere. was mine. Just listening. So you grew up in and out of juvie. You know, obviously we talked about the bid. What was the turning point? Was the t- did the turning point hit you while you was in prison, or did it hit before? Like, when did it hit? Yeah, it hit me while I was in prison because you got you got to think. I first got locked up June 30th, 1990. I was 11 for like a couple days. 
North Philly? North Philly. I got locked up for robbery and uh Missed every family cook. My though. my life, yeah. Everyone. Yeah, my Everyone. life. It just went from there. June 30th, 1990, I got locked up. By, I got locked up another the week after, and then by September 1990, I was sent away for a year. And I went on to spend five years in the juvenile system. And uh, then when I was turned 17, I just turned 17 in October, I had got I had got locked up for the cases, and I wound up spending the 20. So since I've been on this planet, I spent more time incarcerated than I did free. That's crazy. Like, this the first time in the history since in my life since I was 11, since the first time I got locked up, that I ever been out of prison longer than a year. Mm-hmm. I make the five-year mark on February 17. Congrats, bro. That's big shit. February 18th, 2022. So it's like, this is this is the first time. So, you know, when I was in jail, uh, what happened to me was... He gonna shake you. I ain't shaking your hand for not going to jail. No, listen, no listen, but I mean, to congrats. be out that Stay long... Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Give me a hug. It's like, no. But no, <laughs> the reality is... Hugs, I like hugs. The reality is... He, he started is that in prison. Yeah, my Sully, but that's another story. Listen, but, uh, <laughs> you know I mean, I needed a hug sometimes. Sully, hug me, please. Uh, that's a story. Let's that, cuddle. Yeah. You come up to my bunk. Yeah. I don't say cuddle. We, we, <laughs> you come we up got, to my bunk. I, I'm not going to say cuddle. It <laughs> might have almost got... Both you on the top bunk. <laughs> <laughs> what you want? Spooning. Two hours up. We be out of it. And we had our clothes on. That wouldn't count as nothing. That wouldn't be bad. But that's another story. But, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to say this, bro. I'm going to say this. I'm going to just say this, though. Uh... What, 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 what happened was, Matt, what really happened was, when I was in jail, I realized that I was, uh, I was in prison for living a lie. Meaning, I, in, the, in the ghettos of America, if you're not selling drugs, if you don't get no money, if you're not doing nothing, you're a square, you're a lame, mm-hmm. and, and you could be prey. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that's out there, they're going to operate outside of the law to be accepted as cool, and, put, and it fortifies you, and it makes people think that you're dangerous the whole time. I had a conscience because when we used to do shit, I used to be like, damn, why we do that? Why we do this? Why we do that? And uh, so when I got to prison, I but woke he up one day. wanted this breakdown. Yeah, yeah, that too. Why we do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it was like, when I was in prison, I woke up one day and I was like, yo, I'm in jail for being somebody that I'm not. Mm. Like, I did all this shit to be accepted by idea, the idea of cool, the idea of, uh, you know. Fitting in. Fitting in because when I was young, only the pretty girls in my neighborhood, only people they talked to was the drug dealers that Free pulled up in the Mercedes Benz with the jewelry on. Yeah. And uh, you never got accepted. And one thing that I loved about, I mean, one thing that I knew and I understood about America growing up is that America loved the successful criminal. They praise him and they put him on a pedestal. So when I watch, if you ask a judge, a lawyer, a cop, a district attorney, a United States prosecutor, what's your favorite movie? They're going to say Godfather, Scarface, where criminals is... I'm talking about like they're worshipped and they put on this pedestal if you don't get caught. You know why? Go ahead. Because they are that themselves. That too. But it's like... That's why they love yeah, it. They're that's corporate. what they are. Yeah, corporate yeah. criminals. That too. So I'm sitting back as a kid and I'm looking at everybody fantasize about these criminals. I'm like, I got to be a criminal. That's the most important person out here. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the policeman. He don't get no props. But the dude that's selling the dope and got the car or that's winning or that come and you know, got the corner store and take care of the old ladies in the neighborhood, take care of the people. He got respect and he's feared at the same time. He's the most respected person in America. So I'm like, I got to grow up to be, but once I learned that that idea was just an idea and, it's, and, we, and we fantasize about that, I'm like, all right, okay. 
I'm, no, this shit ain't gonna work. Cause it ain't no in between. It ain't no in between. Like, you see that and you think it's in between. Yeah. It ain't no in between. It's just dead in jail. Yeah. Period. <laughs> see, you don't see any old happy drug dealers. Like my pops was in the yeah. street selling drugs, and motherfuckers is either gonna be dead or in prison. Like, or on you drugs don't see they any, sell. Like retired, kick my feet up. Yeah. I'm a drug dealer. I did it my whole life. I did, nah, nah, you don't see that. Never gonna happen. <clears throat> so what I try to do is, I, I said I'm gonna go to Instagram when I go home, and I'm gonna uh, tell these these young cats. You know, learn from my story, but don't live my story. So I'm gonna share my story with him on my journey, and just put it out there. And but just he like, used to speak in prison too, though. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, that's where it all started. King of the prison yard. Nah, I ain't mm -hmm. gonna say Martin, but that's where it started. <laughs> but it was like, yeah, that's a strong handle to take up. But it was mm -hmm. like, I mean, that's strong to say but Martin. In the prison yard. Yeah, that's still strong. But it's like to be able. To, as I said, when I come home, I said everybody on here is is um is cool. They got money. So I said I gotta I gotta be able to compete. Like I told Cuz, I said. I got to be able to compete with the timeline. Attention is worth worth more than anything, worth more than money. Attention is the new currency. So I say what I got to do is when I'm coming down this timeline, the attention span is short. So I got to do something to grab your attention to make you stop. I ain't got no jewelry on. I ain't got no big car. Mm -hmm. I, ain't no, you know, I ain't no butt naked girl on Instagram. So when I'm coming down that timeline, I might be running across the highway. It's, I might be jumping off a roof. It's your I might be laying on the ground with ketchup on my head, telling you don't wait. But I'm going to stop you to give you this message. Mm -hmm. then, and that's all it was about because everybody wanted to be cool and ain't nobody wanted to tell these, these kids in the inner cities the like, truth. yo, that shit ain't cool. Mm, ain't nothing mm. cool about going to jail. Right. It's that cool to have a job. It's cool to be smart. Like, mm -hmm. like it's really cool to be smart because yeah. at the end of the day, you know, we grew up in the ghetto. Everybody was laughing at the dude who sneaks was messed up, walking to school with holes in his pants, didn't have it all. But right now... But look at me now. Right now, it's revenge of the nerds. Look at me now, though. It's revenge of the nerds. I was that kid. You see what I'm saying? The nerds run everything. Everybody that we thought, everything that people think, the nerds wasn't cool, but they run technology. They run Facebook. They run Tesla. They, everything that we worship and we subscribe to, they run that. Right. So it's like, you got to tell these young kids in the inner city, like, yo, man, that cool and that lit shit, that shit is momentary. You better focus on being smart. That shit is temporary. Thinkers run this shit out yeah, here. Straight up. And if you could think, you know what I mean? You're going to run the game out here. And that's what it's about. Facts. Let's talk about major figures. Talk about the group, how you got with the group. Major I started figures. the group. Um, uh, Grandma House. He didn't, listen, you know what was crazy? He didn't even win a, like, he didn't even know how hot he was. I was like the manager, the hype manager. I'm like, listen, cuz. Major Figures was your you idea. You my fucking manager. Stop you signed some paper you didn't, you, you didn't know. You didn't know. You still. Did you came up with Major Figures? I came up with the name yeah, in okay. the Danny Basement. So All we right. in Grandma Basement. And we, cuz he didn't, he didn't, he just didn't want to rap. And I'm like, yo. I played, I was in college. I played How old were y'all at this time? I was. 19, 20? No. Early? I, I might have been 17, 18, like 15, like 15, something like that. And, I, and my whole thing was this. I'm going to him, I'm reading all the magazines, I'm deep into hip-hop, I'm talking about more, more West Coast hip-hop, rap pages, more. so I already knew when, when Master P was coming up out of Richmond, and I used to tell him, yo, we gotta set this label up, we gotta do this, he's like, ew, like, I'm like, we won't That nigga got in the car, it was like, cuz, listen to this. Now, this is 1996. I had to warm up to this shit. I graduated. 95. 95. 95. This shit came on. I'm the first dude to play Master like P. This nigga sound like he's shitting, man. Turn that <laughs> shit off, man. Don't cuz I'm telling you, this that shit. First dude to play Master P in Philly. <sighs> I'm like, man, you like this rap shit too. But I didn't grow up rapping. I grew up playing basketball. I even had cable. What was the record store up? on Born yeah. So for me, I was a kid. I never seen the rap videos growing up. I, I did. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I never had cable. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was you go to school, 
You from school, you got basketball practice. After that, you might go home, drop your shit off. You gonna play some more basketball. You and then you the street side of this shit. Oh, is you your homie Muslim? Huh? Is your homie Muslim? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was born for art. That's yeah. it. That's okay. my government. Okay, you know what I mean. So I played know, it for for us. You know, it was like I, I wrote my I wrote my first rap. In college, playing around, fucking around with one of my some of my homies who had some equipment, and we just used to smoke some weed, rap some shit crazy, fall the fuck out laughing, and then one day they was like, "Let's write something and come back and record it." And it just so happened when we came back, I was the first one to record, and all them niggas was like, "Yo, nigga, (laughs) what the fuck?" Mm -hmm. I'm I'm literally, I'm like, "Nah, ain't no fucking rapper, man. Y'all niggas tripping, man." Dog, that shit was hot. I'm like, yo, y'all tripping, man. Fuck is y'all talking about, man? Mm-hmm. I'm not no rapper. Then he heard the verse. Yo, cuz. This nigga was taking me everywhere talking about my cousin hot. He only got one <laughs> rap. Yeah. Listen, he only got one Listen, rap. He, he only got, one, got rap. one rap. That's all he needed. <laughs> but he hot. You know how crazy that shit sounds. You kill. He always put that one rap. He, he spent that one. one. It was a, listen. It was so it was hot. One, it was the one rap. He didn't even know. But he thought he was just so good. So when I play Master P, I'm like, listen, because. What was the record store on Broad and with Tyreek? Shout out to Tyreek Wallace, where he used to work at. Rashid Wallace. Rashid Wallace. Rashid, yeah, what's up, Rashid? Tyreek Wallace. What was the record store? You know, I went in there. Continuous Mo. Continuous Mo. You sure that no, was? No, no, no. That might have been the other one. That was the other one, but it's yeah. on Broad and yeah. They had these bins, and these bins, they had like tapes that was cheap. They was from all over, though. So I used to grab a lot of West rapping Forte, so TRU. Mm-hmm. So when I grabbed that, I said, oh, shit. And I heard Master P, uh, this one they had to join Mobbing Through the Hood and all that. Shout out to Master P if you, if you yeah, hear this. Yeah, straight yeah, up. I, yeah, I sit you now. up to your shit. I'm the first boy to play you in, in Philly. He was. Right, we listen, was, we was so with him I got to get with Master P. We was so listen, with him I played, I'm like, yo, this boy making his own money. He's independent. These boys coming out of the truck. So he like, nah. See, that's one thing I can give him, though. Like, as a young, like, Wallow, all of us might, we might have been... 17, 18, Wallow might have been 15, but you wouldn't have thought Wallow was 15. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he was always tall, then nigga got a tattoo on his neck, fuck bitches, take money. That's when, when I was young. Niggas didn't even get tattoos. Like This was 95. That's what, that's what the tattoo really said? Yeah, yeah right here. It was, it's faded. You can see. <laughs> FBTM. That's when I was young and crazy. <laughs> I was crazy. You gotta understand, I was like 15. So imagine, you know, we all young. We all young. But he the youngest, but he one of the tallest. Mm-hmm. Then he got a tattoo, so you'd be like, oh, no, he ain't. You know, you wouldn't even think he was 14. You wouldn't even think he was 15. You feel what I'm saying? Some bitches take money. Bro, yeah, that was my what, mindset. <laughs> that's what we was on, bro. That's what he was on? That's I just wanted some pussy on. and get some money. That's all, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it was yeah. like, but that music shit, I'm like, yo, because I seen something early. Like me, I always looked to, I didn't look to, I looked to rappers younger, but as I grew up, I looked to CEOs and I started understanding what was going on when you had Master P, Lil J, Suge Knight, yeah. Tony Draper. I was worrying about them dudes. Because, because what I seen that was going on, I seen you go to New York, you're going to sign to some label. But these dudes are creating their own opportunities early in the game. All this independent shit. So it was like, it was like, yo, you know, and then, you know, then the babies and everybody else came and it was like so many other. And so my old thing was like, yo, cuz, this dude is that. We getting in the studio. I'm taking you to the studio. I, I got my man, uh, Peanut, 2020, taking him to the studio, getting samples, and I said, come on, we got rap. Let's rap, rap. Like, he signed the third the and fourth song I ever did was number one on the radio in Philly on the countdown. You know how they do Power Night? Mm-hmm. The, number two, mm-hmm. Destiny's Child. 
I was a local artist and my song was number one on the countdown for weeks on top of weeks. And you gotta understand, I wasn't no rapper. Right. So literally, I went to the studio and at this time, he done got locked up. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? But now I'm starting to believe in this shit like, holy, oh, everywhere I go, every time I rap, motherfuckers is losing their mind, going crazy. Like, I only got, bro, I got signed. I probably had like 14 raps, man. It was a whole fucking bidding war going on between all the records. The third song I ever did that that we put to the radio was called Love for Gilly. I went to the stu- I went to the studio. I said, what I'm a, what I'm gonna rap about? The nigga Marcus Graham said, rap about what you got love for and what you don't got love for. Mm-hmm. I'm a smart motherfucker, so to me that was easy. I was like, okay, I can do that. Turn some beats on. Listen to some beats. I like this beat right here. Went right, wrote my shit. I was always a fast writer. I always put that shit together fast. They don't even know what I'm about to come with. I go right in there. I got love for thug niggas and thug misses. Marijuana smoke, mo poppers and dime sippers, drug dealers, credit card counterfeiters. My niggas locked up and all of my broke niggas. I got love for wild parties and wide bodies. Mm. Sweaters by money, killers like John Gotti. Bad women in short dresses with huge breasts. The buggy eye wagon with the triple head wrestlers. It's my time to shine, you know I'm going blind. And Gilly got love for other niggas, baby moms. Yeah. And what if hating on little Gilly was a crime? It be no men left here, they all get the death chair in the top three but i might be the best here low rugby timberlands and my guest with them niggas was i roll i roll half of that no the fuck he did he was in jail <laughs> 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 outside of the booth looking at that motherfucker like what the fuck? <laughs> I half high, of that. that shit hot right now Hell yeah. that was in 1996 yeah or 1997 you feel what i'm saying so mm, mm, mm. it was like all right, okay. Once that shit hit the radio and they was calling, requesting that shit nonstop, and I just keep hearing, number one, love. I'm like, what the fuck? That shit hard as fuck. And you know what happened? What's so crazy is like, the same way Major, Fid- Major Figures got started, it's the same way me and I was with a game got started. Because I'm the dude that'll sit back. Me and Gil, see, one thing that's good about me, we listen to each other. Information, dude. I'm, I'm the one that said, I'm the one that's excited about getting the logos done and all that stuff. Shout out to Nick Rich for creating the Million Dollars River Game logo. I'm like, I'm going to get the logo drawn. I'm going to call the lawyer, trademark this. Get the account, set up the LLC. Go get the bank. I'm, I'm that. All guilty, I just need you to show up. He's going to do Yeah, you sound, got, like, you sound listen, like me. Yeah. I'm the dude that's going to handle the equipment. Yeah. Oh, no, Gilly. I'm Gilly. Yeah, all right, bet. Yeah, I'm going to set up anything. Yeah. Listen, we got we to gotta call with the attorney. We got to yeah. go to the bank. Exactly. We got to do this. I'm that dude. What you say, so, Jack? We I don't got, even got to be in the room. I ain't got to be in the room when I'm yeah. in the room. Yeah, that's why. Because I called him and I said, yo. I'm driving from Baltimore. I mean, and I'm, when I'm driving, I'm like, all right. I said, listen, I'm going to send you this article. Read this. Spotify allocate 400 millions for Spock, some shit like that. I said, that was like in April. That was in April of just that year. They only probably put 400 million out for Spock. I said, yo, we missing out on, they like. All right. He said, all right, come on, let's get it. I said, all right, bet. I called him back. I called him back. I called Gil back later on that day. This was like 8 in the morning. I'm talking to him, driving from Baltimore. By 1 o'clock, I called him. I said, Sign that DocuSign. I had the LLC. I had the trademark going in. I had the, all the stuff. The stuff was basically already done. I had everything, the logo. I locked down the YouTube. I locked down the Twitter. I locked down the Instagram. I'm talking about all in hours. I sat there, locked, locked everything down. 
That's, it's that simple. That's that simple. That. I locked everything down. You know, you know what I mean? Hit my man Nick us, We know our roles. Yeah, man. we know our roles. You feel what I'm saying? We know our roles. When it, when it, when it comes, see... That's why it's working like that, dog. Right. We just yeah. Because way. he know, he know... Gil, Gil don't want to do this shit. He been doing this type I enjoy of shit doing for so shit. long. He don't even want to do I this I love shit. doing this shit. So I'm going to handle that shit. I love it. That, so you don't even got to be bothered. Mm -hmm. But Gil also been in a shitload of rooms handling a shitload of business. The experience is there. So, so the experience from either way is, you feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And one thing about him, he's a researcher. You could, you could mention somebody right now with, as you talking, he'll be Googling it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, because I listen to people, and, and if I don't know, I don't know. That's what's so good about him. He'd tell me shit I don't know. I'd tell him shit he don't know, and we just listen. Right. You know what I mean? Like, one thing about him, in the history of life, I'm talking about the human existence, he like in the top, he might be in the top 15 to 17 dickheads in the history of life. But when I tell him something, he'll listen. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know this dude's been a dickhead forever. You know this dude. You seen him on Instagram. Right. But he'd listen. He'd be like, damn, cuz, you right. I didn't but know I'm that. But I'm a lovable dickhead. You still a dickhead, though. So it don't even matter. I'm talking about extraordinary historical. But you got to understand. All right. That's what, make, that's what make me great. Everybody that's in our space that's loved is a dickhead. Charlemagne's a dickhead. Wendy Williams is a dickhead. <laughs> um, um, these two are dickheads. You know? <laughs> what, what are we talking about? Um, what, what, Howard Stern's the ultimate dickhead. Like, what are we talking That's what it takes to be loved in this space. Okay. You know, you got to not give a fuck. What number, be, what number do you think I will be out of the top 100? Well, people don't really look at you like that. But you know me. <laughs> I know the true you. So what would the true me be on a dickhead scale? What would the true me be on a dickhead scale? Oh, you the ultimate. Oh, you don't know Wallow 267? I don't know that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that nigga came home from jail, man. No, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. the thing. This is the thing. This is why you say this. Because I'm the dude, like, I'm not playing no games. Somebody do some dumb shit, we cutting them off, Gil. Right. Like, he doesn't, he, like, what's so bad is, right, I get all the flat. But I'm really... The nice one. No, the fuck you not. Bro, soon as somebody do something wrong, you like, he gonna be problematic. Fire him! Right now, I'm like, no, no, no. Like, no. Does he end up being right, though? But... Trying to nip that shit in the bud off the rip. He three strike boy. He three strike boy. I, I, I gotta get... And he be, always go to three, and I'll be like, I told you I had him I at one. I gotta be able to sleep yeah. good at night. So, I'm gonna give you multiple times to fuck up. And every time you fuck up, we gonna sit down, we gonna have this, bro, why would you do that? And I'm like... Him, he won't even say nothing to me. He be saying, See, I'm the supervisor. I'm the one, but then we get out of here, get rid of him now. I'm telling <laughs> So, and, and, and everybody mind, Wallow's cool. Wallow don't even say nothing. He just said, Gilly's the one that's getting it. Second time, yo, why would you do that? You know we don't, why would you? The third time, listen, I got ice shit. Whole time he never said nothing in the meeting, but behind closed doors, he going I told you shit. I'm like, yeah, listen, nice. he he gonna say I'm the dickhead supervisor boy to come through. Oh, you, 
You've been in the break room three, four extra minutes. Doctor, you pay clipboard. Next time, next time, my man. Hey, listen, my man, you right there talking to the girl, right? Here. Listen, go ahead, just go home for the day. Don't worry about it. I see you next week. <laughs> I'll see you next week. I see you next week, my man. I told you the last week. time. Next oh, time you ain't gonna be here. Yeah, that's that. him. I mean, I ever see be lying. I am. I'll be chill. I'm so a nice you, guy. you find out you got this unique ability to to to, to make people move. Uh, you end up going with cash money. Uh, but it never really materializes. To be honest with you, when I heard about you first, because I'm straight West Coast, uh, so when I first heard about you, because your mom was like, "Wait," it was, uh, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, writing for Wayne allegedly, or it was alleged at the time, and whatever happened with all that in, in the Cash Money situation. I mean, I, I want the Cash Money. You know, I met them backstage. Shout out to them because they gave me an opportunity because I. I was supposed to perform on Powerhouse. I went through some issues with some other record labels. I got taken off Powerhouse. Cash Money found out about it. They didn't think that shit was cool. They let me perform. You know, I rocked that shit. Uh -huh. You know, Stunner told me, you know, you, you get out your situation with Tony Draper, because at the time I was signed with, with Swaff House. You know, he said, I, I got the ass for you, you know, to come on over to cash money. So, you know, shit I, is real. You act, you get killed. Playboy, this the deal. deal. I want the dough, the bricks, the keys to the whips. The whips. And nigga act fly. Come on, you know I'm with you. You know I'm with you. He don't know nothing about that, that shit. Come on, man. Nine man. little millimeter boys, he man. We tripping. He don't know nothing about that, but, um, so, you know, <laughs> bum rapper, bum basketball player. <laughs> When I, when I, when I, you know, I called Drape and shout out to Drape, but man, cause that's my brother for life, man. To this day, you know, we talk a few times Tony a Drake. week. The Honorable Tony you know, Draper. The realest CEO, man, I ever met in my life, man. Yeah, shout, out, my shout out to yeah. Drake, man. Um, but uh, he was like, yeah, Gilly, you know, if you want to go over there, and he, he let me roll out, go over there. And, you know, it was, it was an experience, you know what I mean? I wasn't willing to sell my publishing, uh -huh. so I never had an album come out. Uh -huh. You know, mm -hmm. but uh, that was God getting me to this point. Right. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's it's, it, it's crazy how how life worked because, you know, a lot of time, the same people that was was kind of you know holding you back back then, trying to make sure you don't, you know, they be the same people that be doubling back asking for mm -hmm. interviews. Mm -hmm. You know. That a motherfucker, mm -hmm. ain't it? And, and and I don't even hold it against them. I'm like, come on, sit down on the couch. Right. Me and you know you got some coward shit going on. Mm-hmm. But I ain't mad at you because you can't blackball God, nigga. Facts. You feel what I'm saying? So it's amazing how y'all sold a quadrillion records, but I'm hotter than you niggas right now. Isn't that amazing? How does that work? God, don't make mistakes. How does that work? I lost the best of all planets. You feel me? Yeah. So I just look at it as though... No, God didn't give me that money right now. At that time, he didn't give me the, what, what I was supposed to get at that time because I wasn't ready. Yeah, you probably wouldn't even enjoyed it. You wouldn't even enjoyed it. I wasn't ready. I'd have been in prison or something. I'd have been running around here super cool, duper crazy. Money from who? Out of control. And so now, I feel like I get my just due now. It took a little later in life, but you just keep working and you keep putting that, staying consistent, and you're going to get what's meant for you. Standing on wall. Yeah, money, money from who? Shut up, man. No, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what label you're talking about. So you was uh, you was on Breakfast Club uh, and had an opportunity for a group to work with Jay uh, Rockefeller. Didn't end up working out. Uh, you said there was might have been a little a small rift there. What happened with that situation? No, nah, I mean we just didn't sign. You know what I mean? They put together a deal. So, so for explain us. the. the uh, you know we were supposed to sign with. Initially we were supposed to sign with Rockefeller as a group. You know, one thing about me, 
Agent uh, Vegas? Uh, yes, I always had my business in line. So I had a solo deal with Suave House, Tony Draper. Mm -hmm. But in my contract, that had nothing to do with my group shit. Taking my group somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It was initially supposed to be with over at, over at The Rock. But, you know, the paperwork issues, when paperwork come back, it's, you know, it don't say what it's supposed to say in our eyes. Mm -hmm. Maybe in their eyes, it said what it was supposed to say. In, in my eyes, it didn't say what it was supposed to say. Mm -hmm. So we, we just turned the situation down. Mm -hmm. And that actually opened the doors up for state property. Ah, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Makes sense. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. All right. Thoughts on Drake and Kanye squashing or allegedly squashing their They're stronger together. Man, for me, man, for me, you know, when two guys like that is is beefing, for me, it just don't make no sense. Because it's like, y'all two of the richest niggas on the planet. What the fuck is, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. what, what, what What's the issues? I'm confused. There's always a chick. It, it, I ain't want to say, yeah. Uh, nah. He said, I'm going to keep it funky. I'm going to keep it funky. That's yeah. what, that's what, that, that's what it was on. At the end of the day, it's like, bro, we successful. We winning. Life is in our favor. What the fuck are we mad at? Mm -hmm. What are we beefing for? What is, my house is probably 115,000 square fucking feet. What the fuck am I mad about? That sounds like a prison. That's a prison space. Yes, that's how big niggas' houses is. They I thought you were talking about jail. I didn't you know. start sweating when we walked in, the, when we drove into the baby crib. Yeah, he had a wall. You got walls right around your shit like a that prison. That shit like a prison you wall. That shit like a What the fuck are you talking about? Privacy. Right. Yeah, he had prison walls. Yeah, you get start sweating. We going into a nigga house, he starts sweating. You got, you got walls like a prison. 28's <laughs> fucked him up, I'm telling you. It's crazy. Who, who y'all like in the NBA right now? Uh, me? Who, who, who's, who got the best record? The Warriors. No, I'm talking to Gil. I'm not talking oh, to Gil. Oh, no, I'm just... Me, I actually did the Curry. season when the finals going on. You know, for me, I'm a Sixer fan, but I think Steph Curry taking the MVP this year. Mm. He is baking. He baking right now. He baking shit. Do you think you that... Know. Not to cut you off, Jack. Do you think that uh, Ben Simmons can be... Uh, the bridge can be... For, or you got to go? Uh, I think Ben Simmons is an extreme disappointment, man. You know, when you say... When you say you would rather go to mental protocol then step on the fucking court and play basketball, which you've been doing your whole life. Let's just keep it real. You're scared to step on that fucking floor in front of them Philadelphia Sixer fans, nigga. That's what it's about. Bro, he's been... Because if we would have shipped your ass to Sacramento, guess what you would have been doing? Playing, nigga. Mm-hmm. You that scared to step on that Philadelphia 76ers hardwood floor that you would say, but bro, he, he been, send me he, the mental fucking protocol. He been handicapped from the jump, bro, because the coach he had is somebody that knew him as a teenager, as a kid. So when he got there, they just let him be him. They never, they never forced him to work on his game or a jump shot. So now it's at the point now where it's been talked about a couple of years, but now it's at the point where everybody see it, and then you see it's affecting the the, the ability of the team to be successful, right? Yeah. So now they're like, okay. Either you go shoot or we got to get rid of you. But they should have done that when he first got there, bro. You see but, what I'm saying? But, but for me, it's not even the fact of shooting a jump shot. It's the fact of always being on attack at 6'10", one of the most athletic, one of the most fastest people in the league. You got the ball. Being on the attack and being aggressive. You feel what I'm saying? 
He don't have none of that. But you can't be a point guard in, on that team with the dominant big man and not be able to shoot. That's what, that affects your offense. You know what I'm saying? Because when they swing, swing, if you if you not, if you not on the block and they swing, swing to you in the corner and you don't shoot it, what's but, the point of them doubling and B? But I, but I also know that when Joel and B and Ben Simmons play together, it ain't another two teammates in the league that has won as remotely as many games as them. They got the highest win percentage out of any two players when they play together in the NBA. I'm a statistician and a great Sixer fan too. Really? They've won the most games out of in the next in the next duo is 30 something games behind them. Stephen Clay? We might have to fact check that. Yes, please. Because Steph Clay won a lot of games. Please. No, because I mean, I mean, I feel like they had a, they had a real chance. I think when they had surrounded those two with a bunch of shooters, right? That's yeah. all you need. Mm -hmm. But slowly but surely, they got rid of those shooters, and that exposed Ben's inability Absolutely. to shoot the ball. And then, bro, you cannot like, how can you not take a shot? You're our second best player on our team. You don't take a shot in four playoff games in the fourth quarter. You, the whole, for every game, you never took a shot in the fourth quarter, bro. To the point where we give you the ball under the basket, you got to dunk and you pass it to somebody. But you're not holding yourself accountable. You're not saying, you know what, I fucked up. Let me hit the gym. Let me get better. Mm -hmm. Let me get mentally stronger and physically stronger. We seen Michael Jordan Lose to the Pistons year after year after year. They fucked Jordan up. And Jordan said, you know what? Let's get the team together. We got to get stronger. We got to hit this fucking weight room. We got... And then they came back and won. I feel like this new generation, and these niggas got too much control, man. For real, man. Niggas, oh, I don't want to be here no more. I want to... Man, niggas was just happy to be in a league and be making some money and playing basketball, man. We were. For real, man. No, I was. Man, niggas be... Niggas is like... It's, it's, it's almost like... You, you lose the competition. You lose the fierceness. You lose all of that because... Everybody homies. Everybody friends. Everybody's cool. Everybody's no rivalries, really. No, nigga, Bird ain't like Doc. Magic and the niggas didn't like Bird. Isaiah Thomas and the niggas didn't like Boston Celtics. We got real basketball. These niggas going court, they be out there, they, they be teammates, they out there. I mean, they be on the opposite team. They got slapped. What the yeah. fuck are we yeah. doing? Yeah. He's on the other team. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's going on a lot. It's going on a lot. You ain't lying, though. It's a different generation. Like Definitely. Isaiah Thomas said, man, me and Magic was best friends, man. They threw the ball in there. I wanted for a layup. He body slammed me. Yeah. Nigga, we ain't friends no more. Yeah. That's how we was, though. We like, we could be best friends off the court, but on the court, it's war. So for me, it's just like, like, you got a guy who is nothing wrong with him physically. When you was 10 years old, you didn't have no mental problems playing basketball. To me, I thought basketball was our safe haven. Yeah. When I thought basketball was when we going through all the crazy shit that life brings to you, when you step on this court for this three hours, nothing else matters. Yeah. That's what I thought That's basketball it. was. Yeah. I didn't even know basketball could give you some fucking mental problems. Right. I thought that was some life shit. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, oh, 
I ain't been hitting my foul shots, so I'm mentally fucked up now. I didn't even know that could happen because this is a game, bro. This is something we played since we was kids that we fell in love with. That if you had a bad game, if you had, I'm pretty sure y'all been in the league, I'm pretty sure y'all had stretches where y'all had five, six bad games. Mm -hmm. Did you ever say, I need mental help? Now, so you understand about why Golden State is my team right now. I've been there since Latrell Spree. Because they got the best record in the league. Right? Yeah, no, 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 right. no. But uh, I would say this too. Shout out to Ben Simmons. I like your game, player. I like uh, his game oh, too. Oh, oh, fuck all that. <laughs> I'm a sports analyst, right? <laughs> and I analyze body language. Listen, Ben, I know it ain't you. Doc Rivers, stop that dumb shit. I believe it's Doc. I don't think it's him. I don't care what nobody's saying. There's some other shit going on. I seen him look at him one time, and the look was not nice. It was nasty look. I just, that's what I believe. You know how long he been, been in the league? Listen, I don't care about how long he been in the league. I don't you know. You know, that's why you can't talk to him. He just gonna put that shit on <laughs> Doc. Doc. Yeah. It's your fault, Doc. Stop that been, shit, Doc. You know how long he has been able to shoot, bro? Leave that young boy alone. He messed his game up. Doc or Doc and no, that? No, Brett Brown, the coach that was there when yes. he got there. Doc over there on some other shit. Captain. Doc yes. bullying that boy. Yeah, Doc. That's why he got mental <laughs> issues. Doc didn't mess his mind up. Really, Doc, the best thing to happen to him, really. Listen, Doc was on that Pistons team you talking about. Doc is a tough no, dude. No, he wasn't. No, he was on oh, the Celtics, fault, man. No, Fuck no he was not. You he got Sam Cassell, you got Doc Rebels over there. That, oh, that's fault. what he needs. Doc, he's game. on the Celtics. You know what I'm saying? That's what he needs over there. Oh, coaching? No, I'm, no, talking, about, play. I'm talking about coaching no, no, right no, now. No, no, he got Sam Cassell over there with him. Yeah. Doc Rebels and Sam Cassell, they can really help this kid, bro. Yeah. That's two of the best people you can have on your I side, man. Absolutely. I just think Doc So for me, man, I just look at it as a cop out, man. Any, anybody that's saying, send me to a shit, send me to the worst team in the league. I don't want to play with this championship team right here. That's just a fucked up mentality. Right, Sixers ain't no championship team. They ain't got no... That's just about? a messed up mentality to me. Championship team. And see, when we was playing, we only leaving if we ain't getting paid what we want. That's what we was leaving for. Bro, <laughs> bro, you mean to tell me, bro. Okay, I'm gone. You mean to tell me, bro, you getting paid $32 million to play basketball. And you mentally fucked up. Because they're taking some of his money, right, for not getting on the court. How much he he should be taking some of his well, money, Well, he's mentally... That and Doc so you gave us up. the hot take earlier about you think Steph's taking the MVP. I can't ask him this question because he's going to be at the KD. end. Who you feel like is going to win the championship this year? I feel like it's going to be hard to beat Golden State. Mm. I feel like when they get the, the kid Wiseman back, because he's a defensive... He's a, he's a rim protector... And he, he could finish a little bit, and he got a little 15 to 17 footer that he mm -hmm. can, can knock down. I feel like them boys gonna be up. They already running this shit. Imagine when they get Clay, and Clay, man, let's be for real, man. Clay like a lion sitting there looking at goddamn 17 wildebeest walk up on him. I'm saying, he can't wait to get back. The way they plan, if he come back 80, 85%, they gonna be on one. And we already know he gonna come back because he one of them kids, he put the work in. And he feel disrespected, too. He didn't yeah, make the top, the top 75. 75. He yeah. feel disrespected. And I, I feel as though he probably, he's the second greatest shooter of all time, in my opinion. I agree. Yeah, no question. You I feel agree. what I'm no saying? So I feel like if you second to do anything in the league, Stop you should agent. probably yeah. be in the, the fucking top 75. And you got championships as well. And you, a big reason why y'all won the championships. Could so, have been MVP in any one of the championships. Absolutely. So for me, it's like, I don't, I don't see nobody beating Golden State. Mm -hmm. What about y'all? I like Golden State. 
Uh, Golden State Nets in the finals. Kyrie there. I'm going Nets. Thoughts on future boxing? Jerron Blue Tennessee. Yeah, cool. We know that's your boy. Philly. I, 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 I fuck with CVS. Yeah, cool, cool boy, boy Steph. Absolutely. Yeah, cool boy. You got him, absolutely. cool boy. Fighting for it's going down. Philly. Unification. Brandon Figueroa. So Have you ate at his spot, his craft spot? Yeah, we was there. We Man, was there. It's over. That shit is good. I was there. I killed it. I yeah. was on tape killing. Yeah. Yeah. I was on tape killing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a nice little spot. Yeah, I, I think. Um, think, man, we just need the best fighting the best. You know what I mean? But I think the, the these young kids, man, is on a different different level, man. The the Jerron Boots, Ennis, the Devin Haney's, the Teofimo Lopez, the Shakur Stevenses, the Chris Coolboy. I mean, uh, the Coolboy Steph, the Chris mm -hmm. Colbers. Man, these kids is. 15 fights in, man, winning belts, man. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Dangerous. Fighting veterans. They already dodging boots. Right. Oh, they, yeah. They, because boots hit too hard, man. Boots too. First of all, he's the biggest wealth, the way he's bigger than everybody. Arrows mm -hmm. made bigger than all of them. Then it, He's different. He's different, man. Boots always been different, man. Mm -hmm. But Boots' dad is different. Boots' dad, right now, is 66 years old, get in the ring and spar his fighters and put hands on them. Right. Yes. He different. Right now. So, you know, Boots reminds me of Floyd because he was born in a boxing gym. Yeah. His pop box, his brothers. two brothers was professionals. His two brothers was the shit. You feel what I'm saying? They just succumb to the hood shit. Once you get 19 and no, yeah. and you pop in, you, yeah. But his, his brothers was the shit. Mm -hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But he the one saying everything they did wrong. Yep. He was the yep. one that was right there at all the fights. He like this. Four years old, he in the gym. Five years old, he in the gym. Then he got a nephew right now who like, he like four years old. If you look at him, I just told Boots in the gym, he the only person that's going to be better than you. Mm. He four years old. He already in the gym mm. throwing combinations. The they got him sparring six years old. Or, like, so it's like, that's their family, bro. Mm -hmm. That kid don't smoke, don't drink, yeah. don't go out, don't yeah. do shit, but go to the gym and home. Mm -hmm. That's it. Question, thoughts on that? Because I know there's athletes in similar situations. It's just their life mission. We were fortunate enough to make it, but we enjoyed the process. Not saying these people are not going to enjoy it, but you just mentioned like the kind of regimen he's on. What do you think about that? I mean, some people are just straight, straight work and don't enjoy the pleasures of it. Some people can work and enjoy the pleasures. What are your thoughts? I feel like when you, when you, when you in sports, when you, you know, like y'all, I feel like man, the most important thing, man, is is to to get your money, man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like boots right now. You know, or any boxer right now, you young, you hungry, you got the talent. God bless you with that talent. Now it's up to you to put the hard work in and finish the job off. This is, what we talking about? This is a 13, 14 year thing. That's when it's over, you're probably gonna miss the shit for the rest of your life because everybody missed the, the roar of the crowd. Right. Everybody missed that. Six, eight from the university of... Yeah. Y'all miss that shit. We all miss it a little bit. You feel what I'm saying? So, but what I always tell them is these next 10, 12 years is the most important years of your life. Mm. You, you do these right. You set. From the, for the rest of your life, if you want to have four chicks and 
Mexico throwing your dick in a Russian headlock, you could do that. Mm -hmm. If you want to run around here like Hugh Hefner, with 55 women. Russian headlock. But I'm just saying, if you want to run around here like Floyd Mayweather, with 22 women walking into all your events, you could do that. Because you worked hard to do that. But you first got to achieve your goals to be able to live how you So you got to do what you don't want to do now to do what you want to do later. Game. Feel me? Yeah. Looking back from you guys' first episode that aired in April of 19, are you guys happy with what you've accomplished and the progress you've continued to make? I'm just I'm just happy with Barstool, man. You shout know, out to Barstool. Shout out to Barstool, man. The best partners we could have ever possibly got with. Because one thing I liked about them is they know how to measure tomorrow. A lot of people look at you right now, and uh, when they look at you right now, and they basically, oh, is you, is you, is you at the top right now? And they can't see tomorrow. A lot of these companies, a lot of people, no vision. they they don't have the vision uh, and understand this technology and understand growth and say, okay, they right here now. Imagine where they're going to be five years from now. Imagine, a lot of people just say, oh, they're not hot this month. They, they hot, they yeah. warm, but we, we don't have the resources to make, the, you know, to give them the am more ammunition to amplify them more. Uh, and, and they did. They understood. They got with us. We talked to them. We sat down. Uh, I think we had one man, uh, one John, we went to the office. Then, then uh, Dave and Eric, E-Money, came down to us. And we got it done. It wasn't. It wasn't no bullshitting. No I don't. I'm, I'm not meeting to meet. We're not doing all these meetings. When you got the numbers and you doing it, what we'll we talking about? Uh, Jerry Maguire, show me the money. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year. Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. 
Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Power of social media and how vital it is today. And like you said from the beginning, I mean, getting your shit off. Like you got to get, like, like one thing about social media, it makes the world small because everybody's connected. But it's also, it's a tool that you can utilize to get your message. I don't care if you're selling rocks. I don't care if you're selling rice. I don't care if you, you're just talking. It's a place where it's though it can amplify anything you got if you're willing to put the work in and build. It's your own network. It's, it, it's, yeah, it's Literally. basically your own thing. And it's about building now. It's about, do you, are you going to be disciplined enough to build whatever you're going to, going to and you got to service these people every day. You got to service your audience and understand that you work for your audience. The audience don't work for you. Right. And once you understand that, you, you got to build your audience and overserve some time. Because we're living in a world where it's though one minute on social can change your life forever. Mm-hmm. One day. And because that minute could turn into a day. And that day could turn into a moment. And it could take. But a lot of people don't have nothing to land on. You know how you have people that we hear about? They, didn't, they wasn't putting the work. They just stumbled across that moment. So by you not putting the work, when it go, the people don't have nothing to double back and land on. 15 minutes of fun. Because you don't have nobody at work there. So mm-hmm. you got two types of people. You got the people that go and they stay because they got something to go back to. They're going to go back to your YouTube. Oh, this guy, he been doing this. Then some people, they go, they had a moment, get a little hot, people burn them out, and then it's over. Mm-hmm. So you got to be able to build something and you got to super serve your audience. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of them because our attention span is like this. Mm-hmm. They can forget about you tomorrow. If you don't come tomorrow, they're going to forget about you. You got to come every day on social and you got to bring that fire, whatever you got going on. And it's going to help, baby. You know, social media, it builds you when you, when you work on it. It grows you. It's also an ego crush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, crushes, it crushes millions of people's egos every day. Because people are out here measuring their life Man. to other motherfuckers on Instagram. No, off illusions. This shit is magical, too. It's Man. a lot of magicians. It's, it's, it's a lot of illusions. They're measuring themselves to something that ain't real. They're exactly, using, They're dog. using other... Listen, exactly, you would bro. sit there and watch Instagram and use a, a lot of these relationships, a lot of this success as productions. You will watch a production on Instagram and you will measure your life of what you're doing and not doing. Yo, you're watching a movie. You're watching a production. Thanks. Like they, they produced that. It took time to get that hair on. It took time to, to, dry, to, to go and borrow that car. It took time to take the pictures in that hotel yeah. or, or that Airbnb. Rent it took house. time. Yeah. It took time. The, the photographer had to get the pictures and edit them and send them back. It People took time. do whole photo shoots just for Instagram. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it took time to go into a, go into absolutely. a clear port and act like you was getting off the jet. Like it took time for that. After you landed in the Southwest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took, <laughs> yeah. It took time for that. Shout out Southwest. I fly Southwest a lot. So at the end of the day, Southwest, plug him up, plug him up. I'm Delta. Delta, show me love. Deal. Oh, we got deals right there. I'm going to negotiate them. I'm going to do that with y'all. Yes, sir. But what I'm saying, that's what it's about, partnership. Get your percentage, Rand, Rand, come on. I'm going to negotiate. I'm going to negotiate. You not know people that know people that know people. But what I'm saying is that you'll be looking at a produce, a highly Hollywood-like produce illusion, and you'll say, oh, I'm not living. I'm not doing enough. Why me? Oh, God, please. You, you talk, God, don't stop taking that shit to God, too. Yeah. Stop talking to God about these illusions down here. <laughs> you keep talking to God. Leave God the fuck alone. You, you talking to God. God, like, you, you back to this. I got to take care of the blind. I got to take care of the homeless. I got to take care of the little You back, you back. Didn't I tell you about this last week? You back asking me about some worldly things that I already put. God put everything on the planet for you. All the tools you need. Right here. He put everything in. Go connect with it. Yeah. But leave him alone because he got to take care of the, the, the babies. He got to take care of the elderly. Shit that matter. He got to take care of the mentally ill. But you keep hollering and be like, 
Oh, you, you back again? Didn't I tell you? You keep hollering about the keep Lamborghini. Yeah. You keep hollering about you want a Lamborghini. <laughs> you tell me, people tell me, pray to God for all these worldly things. I want a, I want a Chanel bag. Come on, man. That bullshit. No, nah, people measure their, you know, their, their worth on likes and comments. Yeah. It, it, it's a sad society. Oh, and it's destroying relationships. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. too. It's destroying relationships. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it's destroying relationships because everything is a measurement. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you know, uh, you know, Jack bought his, his girl a Lamborghini. Or Jack, oh, now you got women that, how are you trying to press the dude to get a Lamborghini? Yeah. You're a registered nurse, shorty, and dude is a mailman. But you putting pressure on you sending him that stuff at work. He like, well, how, post, how you supposed to take that? Well, I right. let you send a picture of Kylie's sister buying uh, money back 28 acres and send that to her. Mm-hmm. Why, 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 you, why, why you gotta do that? Why uh-huh. I gotta buy all that? Yeah. Why you, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a <laughs> it's a different situation then. Absolutely. It's a di- and, and it's like, I'm a, I can't speak for everybody, but I, I can speak for the brothers. And it's like, we're living in a world now where for so long, the system was, they had a marketing campaign against us saying we wasn't shit. Then the media had a marketing campaign saying that was a shit. Now the black women saying we ain't shit. Right. So it's like, what the fuck? Thanks, Summer Walker. Especially so, social media. It's like, <laughs> it's damn. It's shit niggas out there, though. Yeah, yeah, you ain't... But some ain't shit bitches out there. Yeah, that too. That's That's what make the yeah. world go round. Go round. Yeah. <laughs> shit. But it's like, you're in a situation Fact. now where it's though... You're in a situation now where it's though... Fighting like, against everything. Is taking a beating out here. What? Especially on social media. Thank you, Summer Walker. It ain't just her. It's a bunch no, of them. Everybody just, healing, just, everybody hurt. All this crazy out. shit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Summer Walker. Yeah, I, think, I, think they, I think the niggas mad at her right now. Quick hitters. Quick hitters. First <laughs> thing to come to mind, y'all can work together on these top five rappers in the game right now. Y'all probably had them all on y'all show. Top five rappers in the game right now? Yeah, I had one of my favorites on y'all show recently. Who is? You asking this? Yeah. In uh, your opinion. Oh, in my opinion. In y'all opinion. The baby. The baby. Thug. Young Thug. Lil Dirk. Lil Dirk. Jadakus. He's hot. I, that's my guy. Moneybag Yo. He on one. He on one. Moneybag Yo. EST hot right now. How you, how you ain't gonna miss him? Yeah, yeah. You, you can give your list next. Um, Fuck this match. Thank you, man. Uh, look, look, are we no disrespect, man. I be representing the, the, the young I niggas, man. I ride around listening to young niggas, man. EST? Uh, ESTG. That's my dog. Yeah, he go yeah, yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hard. is hard. Yeah, yeah don't give that nigga a break, boy. 21 Savage. He came and stayed in my house for two days. That's the only thing we heard for two yeah, days. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, who he yeah. was. I can sing all his songs now. Yeah. Yeah. I rap all this shit. Now look back. Who's your list? My list can be... Of course, you want the Dreezy, Drake, Yay, and then. Shout out, shout that's, out. That's shout out to my nephew, because I still be listening. Shout out to Poo Shiesty, Free Poo Shiesty, man. I oh, hope you yeah, make it out. Shout out to your Shiesty. family, everybody yeah, back I in Cane Creek and Memphis. Shout out to y'all. Um, you got. It's crazy, because I'll be listening to all type of stuff. Like the baby, I've been listening to that new joint. Uh, who else I've been listening to? New. I'll be listening to And so he much said, right stuff. now. Right now. Okay. Uh, I like Nardo Wick. I like your song. Uh, always uh, 21. 21, 21. 21, 21. I got like the same list, ESCG, but I, but I listen I listen to Ye and all. I listen to Drake. I listen to all that stuff, so I can't just get five. I'm never going to be able to get five. There's too many. Each of your dream interviews, past or present, the dream person to have on your show. Interview. Michael Jordan. Ooh, you. Denzel. Ooh. Dope. Wow. Dope. Gilly, it's more for you. Build your own starting five of current NBA players <laughs> to go head up against each other. Oh, no, so both of you guys, your starting fives to play, you guys are the coaches. 
Oh, I got you. I'm gonna kill you. Oh, I got Steph at the point. Mm-hmm. Right? I got. All right, who's your point? We'll go back and forth so you don't. Oh, uh, what's my man? Damian Lillard. Okay. Okay. Who's your two? My two would have to be. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Golden State backcourt. I'm Clay. gonna shoot. Clay. I'm picking. I, hold. Let me get Smart what's his name. Boy. Let me get a. Uh, I need a uh, Durant. That's your two. That's your two guard. We don't even know what the position. No, I'm not. Is. I'm just picking my two. Nah, we now okay. we're going back and forth. Who's two your guard? shooting guard? Who's your shooting guard? You can put him at two. No, see, back when I played, it wasn't no twos and ones. I'm yes, just, it was. You talking about this? Ain't this ain't definitely no, when it was. Oh, now there ain't no numbers. But I'm just saying, you then. talking about this ain't no DJ and ones and twos. Okay. This ain't, I'm so, not so doing you, it. So you got K, you got. And K, K, I got my man Durant, and I got Damian Lillard. We got to establish that. Who you got? My three. I'm putting. You got two shooters already. I know. I'm going defense, but what can make plays as well. Oh no, I'm going the three. I'm going, um, I'm going Luca. Yo, I gotta pick Ooh, my man. Oh, I just thought you, I just knew you was going Braun. Yo, I gotta pick my other man. I'm going Luca. From my team man. last year. Uh, 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 my man Giannis. Giannis is a Giannis, three. Okay. Play. All right. I got a team. I'm stacking on him. Damn. My four, I'm going, damn, that's hard. I'm killing him. I'm killing him already. How you gonna, how you gonna mess with, I'm killing you. KD and Giannis. That's and just, Dane? That's and just, Dane? That's just length. I got shooters, man. That's a whole bunch of buckets, nigga. That's length, man. That's 50 points. Mm -hmm. between, that's 60 points. You done. I killed him. He posted no sports. Hold on. My four. You can move him to the four? Ron. Ron. Who's your, your next pick? Yo, I, I, what's the boy? I need the curly hair boy from uh, Atlanta. That be shooting. That came Trey in. Young? Yeah, yeah, I'm putting him on the team, too. So you got Trey Young, Dame, KD, cool, and Giannis. From Atlanta. That's boy. And then I'm going, I'm going Joel. Joel, yeah. Big move at full guy. You're in trouble. By your last pick, big move at full guy. You're in trouble because Trey Small. Trey and Dame. First of all, Clay played defense. Clay is locking up. Clay locking up. Joel and B played defense. Bron, Bron, the block shots. Bron played defense, but he used to. He more lazy now. It's one of them dudes I, I like on the Knicks. Bron waiting mean, for the playoffs to step his D up. This <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna pick my last one. I think it's one of them tall boys. I don't know. Somebody on one of them. Uh, what's my that? team busted. Joker. Because see, we oh. move the ball. Joker. Joker. Yeah, get him. Yeah. Get him. <laughs> I got him. I got it. Get him. Listen, listen. I've no, seen his game. The difference is my team moved the ball. You got all dominant, need the, need the ball in their hands to shoot. No, Steph can come off a pick. Clay, Clay can get 60 points on four dribbles. Yeah. He don't need the ball. So that, so that loosens up LeBron being able to have the ball a little bit more. He can facilitate Steph and Clay coming off. Man, you got to be kidding me. You ain't got a shot, man. What albums do you, can you listen to on repeat? No skips. One album that you can listen Sampa, to. Sampa, my greatest album in the world, Processed by Sampa. Who? Sampa. Sampa? That's a, my favorite artist in the world. He's from London. His name's Sampa. S-A-M-P-H-A. No, he just, he just, is just so What, what like, genre? So? Uh, electric. Electronic. Oh, okay, okay. He's, um, he's everything. I got a meeting. One album that I can listen to? I got to meet Sampa. Just before I spot. Meet I, I got to. I heard him. I got to, man. One album I can listen to front to back probably would be a uh, reasonable doubt. Ooh, I've been on that heavy. The pest crazy set. That's, I've been on that heavy like the last three twos. or four days. Dead heavy, heavy, heavy. I fuck with y'all. Can't knock the hustle. Doubt. What's some game or advice you would give your listeners, our listeners right now? Just do it, man. Whatever you, whatever you trying to do in life, do that shit, man. Stop watching life pass you by like a fucking Honda Accord on the e-way, man. Stop overthinking shit. 
do. My thing do. is, uh, do and figure out as you doing it. My thing is, uh, number one, pick you. Pick you, and if you feel it, live it. Don't double back when you're feeling. Mm. If, you, if, you, if, you feel, if you feel that you want to wear this, if you feel that you want to do this, go with your gut. Go ahead and live it because you got, if, 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 if you want to be a graphic designer, go on YouTube and learn it. Uh, whatever you want, if you want to wear certain clothes, if you want to, you know, have your hair blind, whatever, whatever your thing is out there in life, don't let nobody put their insecurities and fears mm. of the idea of the life that you have for yourself. Just go out, especially, especially the young kids. Um, I know it's hard because you got people out there that's, that's going to say something about you on social media or that's not going to approve. Stop looking for approval from people. You know, we're looking for approval to live. Mm -hmm. Like, we, you don't need permission to live. Get out there and live your life every way possible. I don't care what you are. I don't care what you think you, you want to do. Just live it. Cool. You know what I mean? Because you feel it, and that's who you are. You know? Last question, man. If you could have a duo on all the smoke, who would it be? But before y'all answer the question... Y'all have to help us get y'all answer on the show. Y'all set the bar pretty high with yourselves, though. So is there another duo out there you could think of? That would have? No, what you mean? On, on, that, that would be on this show? Another yeah. duo. I mean, we you got the two, you know. Yeah. Got two, I, we it's, it's only one I can think of that, I, that we fuck with. Like, when you say a duo, I probably think, like, uh, two people that is Nori and, and, and FN. EFN. Who are you saying? Who are you thinking? Come on, man. Knuckleheads. Oh. Dash Miles and Quill Richards. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's our yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I was thinking yeah. what they thought, though, too. That's that's Was funny. Was Nori the Yeah. You said, dude, yeah. like, I, you know, they, I, I don't think, know them. That's why I just said it. You know, oh, no, I, I can make them. the call. We can yeah, get that done. We can yeah. And they, and, and yeah. you know, I just like the fact that, man, we all in different lanes, man. And we all got love for each other. And we all embracing each other. And it, it's, it's, it's no... Competition, not at man. all, man. We grown men. Right. We, we actually, yourself. you're 50, so that's me, like me you setting an age. example of how it's supposed to be. Well, I didn't and, know I was older than you. That's crazy. No, you, you old. He older than he's 50. Man. No, I know. So he's 45. Like, I'm 43. I didn't know I was older no, than you. No, he's 50. He's 50. He just yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> he 50. <laughs> he really 50. Yeah. <laughs> he about to pull up. He's about to Google his shit. <laughs> he really 50. <laughs> he, he put that out there too. Lying. He got motherfuckers really walking up on me on my birthday. He told me, happy 50. I'm like, dog, I'm What? Why all them said you was 50 on the gram this morning? Like, no, the funniest like, shit when y'all see man. when y'all see people that look like y'all y'all posted on y'all page. And that's the <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't gotta see it because all my followers send that shit to me. Gil, I seen you out here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Hey, but also real shit, we gotta oh, do. Oh, oh! Who did this, man? Yeah, nigga, I'm 37. Tell me, he 37 on, yeah, on Google. I'm 37, oh. nigga. You, you <laughs> did that. Said you did that. I, like you said, nigga, I knew people that knew people that knew people, nigga. Uh, I'm 37. Now, oh, look, 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 look. Gilly the Kid Network and pop up. Why Slim from Cash Money pop up? Look. Oh, that's whose face came up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what did they say my net worth was? Two million. They got me fucked up. <laughs> they ain't seen the, they, they ain't seen the <laughs> new contracts? <laughs> <laughs> they got me fucked up. That, when they posted that up. It always matters. 96. <laughs> hey, hey, we want to thank y'all for coming thank through, man. We really appreciate, appreciate what you guys are doing. Man. 
Appreciate y'all, man. got to collab and do oh, something smoke, together. Man. We do, Absolutely, man. man. We coming to Atlanta. We can pull, yeah, yeah, we yeah. come to We say pull up we on the line. We going to get it in, man. Good luck with the tour. Good luck with everything. Yeah, go check out. Here. Listen, get your tickets, man. Right. Go to Million Dollars Yeah, plug it right now. Plug it. Million Dollars Worth of Game. Go to December 4th. December 4th is going down. That's when it starts. I hit the link in the bio. Go New to York. Uh, Gilly the King on Instagram, Wallow267 on Instagram, and we're for game. Go to our YouTube, subscribe, go to Apple, go to Spotify. D- yep. Listen, tap into what's going on. Me and I was worth a game, man. We're not playing no game, Barstool Sports, man. Leaders of the, leaders of the country, man. You already know. Appreciate I'm brothers. Y'all, we appreciate you. Well, that's a wrap, man. man. Y'all can catch family. this episode Showtime YouTube Basketball and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. Black Effects. Shout out to Charlemagne, too. Shout, Shout out to Charlemagne, for sure. You already know. What's his name? Shout out to Leron. Leron, yeah. Leonard. 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 Shout out to Leonard. Shout out to Leonard. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun season. Kings Island is now open on weekends.